I'm Charlie Keegan. This is the Central Wigan Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Central Wigan podcast. This is the second episode and it's a pretty bad time to start a podcast really when it's the World Cup break and there's no championship football on and it's a podcast about a championship team, Wigan Athletic. And outside of Colo Torre becoming manager, the new coaches and possibly talking about the mid-season training camp they're out in Turkey at the moment, there's nothing really to talk about with the first team. So in this episode anyway, I wanted to talk about a loan report. I wanted to go through the players that we know we have out on loan, just how they've been performing up to now, mainly in November, and what we think that the next step for them is as Wigan Athletic players. And as they've all been out on loan, I've been trying to just keep my tabs on them, um, just to see how many minutes they're all getting, how they're performing, and which players are leaving us out on loan. And I have a list in front of me of only seven players. There might be more that are out, out on loan, but these are just the ones that I can see and I hear about through Twitter, because sometimes they're not announced by the clubs. But I have Stephen Humphreys, Jamie McGrath, Jordan Jones, James Carragher, Luke Robinson, Scott Smith, and Abdi Sharif. And if there is any players that you know that I've missed off that list, please do message me on uh, Twitter or Facebook or wherever else you can find me, just so I can add them to the list and we can include them in December's loan report. Okay, the first player I want to start with is Stephen Humphreys. He's been on a season-long loan up uh, in Scotland. He's playing for Hearts. He's also playing, not, not only in the Scottish Premiership, but he's been playing in the Europa Conference League as well. I don't think anymore because then they got knocked out, but he was playing at a pretty high level of football and he's been doing quite well so far. And I know I wanted to tailor this podcast towards really how our loan players are doing in November, but unfortunately he hasn't played during November because he picked up an injury against Celtic midway through October. So with this being the first podcast of me doing a loan report, I do want to just go back over how he's been doing the entire time up to being injured and... I know he's out in Spain at the moment on their mid-season training. So he is back amongst the side and I will just go, I will talk about the injury just in a short while. I just want to cover up everything up to that Celtic game just to show how he's been doing. So when it first got announced that Humphreys was going out on loan, I was a little bit gutted because I like him. And I think as a player, he's got a lot of potential that we just weren't really seeing. So a loan move that did make sense. I just wasn't ready to admit that a loan deal makes sense. And he made his debut for Hearts on September the 3rd against Livingston in a 1-0 loss in the Scottish Premiership. Straight after that, he went into two back-to-back Europa Conference League games, one against Istanbul, which was a 4-0 loss, and then one against Rigas, which was a 2-0 win. And after finishing the month on September 18th with a 3-0 win away at Motherwell, it signified that Stevie had played 146 minutes of football over the four games, which is less than what was on offer to him. And regardless of how many minutes he's played or what the scoreline was in the game overall I'm only really going to focus on the goals that were scored when he was on the field and the goals that were conceded when he was on the field because I feel that summing his time up whilst on the loan period for times that he wasn't even on the field obviously is not a fair reflection of how he himself is doing in his development because that's what the loan is it's a personal player development that he is on I understand that he's going to have an affinity to hearts at this point just like all our other players are going to be having a bit, bit of an affinity to the teams that they're at but a loan deal for them is a personal development. So while September might have not been him setting the league alight whilst coming in and the first four games, he hasn't scored, hasn't assisted yet. He's getting involved in the team. His minutes, yes, they were decreasing from 65 when he started down to 25 when he finished the month. But 
he's getting involved, he's getting into the side. It was October where he really started to get, start seeing those 90 minutes and getting those goals and getting those assists. And his first 90 minutes came in the first game of the month with a home game against Rangers. Now, they lost 4-0, he played the full 90 minutes, obviously started. That's a very tough game to come and play your first 90 minutes is against Rangers. You know, they are a side that you can almost class as one of two that are going to be up there to win the league. So, yes, they lost 4-0. Yes, he was on the field for the whole 90, but I'm not going to massively base his development on that game. That's a very tough game. And whether the manager then thought that he wasn't ready to start in the Europa Conference League, but they played Fiorentina at home again. Uh, and the next game, they lost 3-0 in that one. Stevie came on for the last 37 minutes and they conceded one goal whilst he was on the field. But again, I'm not going to put too much emphasis on you know, re- reviewing his personal development against a team like Fiorentina. Maybe I'm just cutting him a lot of slack because, you know, obviously he's a player that I liked watching at Wigan. But it's Fiorentina. You know, you can almost call, call them an established side in Europe at this point. Yes, they're playing in the Conference League, but... They're a team that you expect to see in one of the European leagues. But one game that I definitely will be basing and reviewing his performance on was the Kilmarnock away um, on October 9th. They drew 2-2. He was on the field for the whole 90 minutes, obviously started. And he got his first goal. Got his first goal for Hearts in this game. And it was a very good one. He rounded the keeper, finished it off. Very cool finish. And at the time of the goal, they were 2-0 down. So for them to come back to 2-2, you can almost say that that game... And it kicked them on. It got, it got them back in the game, got them playing again. And they pushed on for a, a last-minute equaliser as well. Now, obviously, when you score your first goal, usually the manager's going to throw you into the next game and just see how you do there. But again, it was against Fiorentina. We obviously just spoke about them being a European side, one that are a very good side, and they got battered 5-1. So he started, he played 74 minutes in that game. They conceded four whilst he was on the field, but they did score one whilst he was on the field. And that was his goal again. And if you can find a video clip of it on Twitter, just watch his run because he bursts through the centre of the defence and the way he finishes the ball is what I really like to see. And it reminded me a bit of a, an old-school Will Grigg finish. You know, he can just see a corner of the goal and he just shoots and he gets it in. And that's not me in any way comparing him to Grigg. Obviously, Grigg scored so many goals for Wigan and was brilliant for us. But if you just watch the clip of Humphreys, he's running off the shoulder of the last defender, gets in front of goal... And what I usually saw for Wigan when he was playing for us was there was a bit of a hesitation sometimes. And you can't hesitate as a striker or a centre forward unless you are an elite level who has got that space. You know, Humphreys has got to just have that instinct. And to see the goal they got for Fiorentina just showed me that there is a player in there that can score a lot of goals. There is a player that has the eye for goal. We just, we haven't seen it enough. But two goals in his last two games, obviously getting the right of confidence whilst at heart. So that was something that, I just wanted to make sure and just check that he was keeping up with and get, still getting the minutes to perform. But there was a lot of fans also getting really impressed with how Humphreys was. They were saying that he never stops running, he never gives up. And like we, like we saw in the Kilmarnock game where they were 2-0 down and Humphreys carried on, rounded the keeper, got the first goal. Then they pushed on to get an equaliser. So then he saw his third 90 minutes in a 2-0 loss against Aberdeen. And then finally got to, they got to the Celtic game. So that one was at home. They lost 4-3. Humphreys started, but he only lasted 39 minutes. And I remember seeing a clip of it. I think it was the top of his foot that got injured. And I didn't really think there was much in the foul, but sometimes when it's the top of your foot, there can be nerves in there. And 
Um, there's obviously some ligaments around, but it was enough to take him off the field. And we haven't seen him since. You know, for the next six games, he's been out injured. But obviously, he's out in Spain at the moment with their uh, training camp. So he's getting back into his his football. Um, I have no real doubt that we will see him again once the World Cup break is over and their league resumes. But he seems to be doing well. You know, the start to life in Hearts has been it's been a bit unkind to him um, results wise, but. To get your first goal in the Scottish Premiership, followed on by your first goal in the Europa Conference League, that is a huge achievement for him. And it's just something he just needs to ride the wave of now and keep developing. And I am excited to go and see how he is for the rest of their season. Okay, the second player that I'm going to talk about is Jamie McGrath. And he has played in November. He played three games. And so I'm not going to go back and talk from August to November the results in November kind of reflect roughly how his time has been going at Dundee United. You know, it's they're at the bottom of the Scottish Premiership. They're really struggling to get wins. But a lot of fans that I've spoken to from Dundee United are all saying that McGrath is a bit of a gem for them. And they're a player that they're really keen on keeping hold of. But up until November, he had two assists and one goal to his name. And he's been a pretty regular starter. I think he's started in all but two games up until November. So he's obviously a key figure in their side. And to start November off, they played Celtic away, which is obviously always going to be a very hard game. They lost 4-2, with McGrath playing 76 minutes of that game. They scored one goal while he was on the field and conceded two whilst he was on the field as well. And obviously, just like Humphreys, I'm only really going to base how McGrath's doing with his on-field time. But with him playing a lot of 90 minutes, I kind of got to base the whole thing on how the results are as well, because they kind of go hand-in-hand hand for a lot of the time. But anyway, after that Celtic loss, they went straight back home and played Kilmarnock and they won 4-0 in that one with McGrath getting a goal and getting an assist as well. So to get a goal and an assist in the game was the most that he's got out of any game so far. To win 4-0 and to keep a clean sheet as well is huge for them. I know Kilmarnock are also struggling at the bottom of the Scottish Premiership. So to go and get that win and Jamie be so instrumental and I'm pretty sure he got man of the match for that one as well. So... That's a, that's a great signal to me that he's developing well, even in a struggle inside. And it's definitely worth talking about, even though the World Cup is on, there still have been international friendlies going on. And Jamie McGrath got called up by Stephen Kenny to go and represent the Republic of Ireland. So on November 17th, they played Norway at the Aviva Stadium in Dublin. And even though Jamie McGrath went, he wasn't involved in the, the game. He was an unused substitution. But he did start in the game against Malta and he was playing alongside James McLean as well which was it was good to see them both on the field just to see how they worked McGrath was playing more of a left-sided centre midfield role with James McLean where we all know him playing for Wigan you know sort of that left wing back kind of role and McGrath played the full 90 minutes and he was awarded the player of the match performance he rated 7.5 on sofa score he had 62 touches 83% pass accuracy made three key passes and won five out of his seven ground duels now I know you can look at it and say it was only Malta and having watched the game, the game was quite poor as a whole. But Jamie was one of those players that when I watched him, he really stood out and was really a driving force in that side. And it wasn't only his attacking abilities that I was looking at. It was how he defended off the ball as well. And he was doing very well at cutting passing lanes, making it very difficult for Malta to press forward. And even though Ireland didn't have that possession at the time and Jamie wasn't working with the ball, it was about how he was stopping Malta getting into that sort of Irish back line. But with him getting that player of the match award, and I put on the Twitter page just 
I'm not sure if we have a recall option, but how would people feel about either recalling him or letting him just see out his time at Dundee United? So I know that's a little bit of a debate at the moment. I'm not sure. I think we'll just let him have his time at Dundee United. Let Colo Torre come in and decide what he's going to do with the players that he has available to him at the moment. Let Jamie go out there and develop. Because, yes, he's 26, and there's a lot of talk sometimes about players, once they hit a certain age, not being able to develop any further. But they, they can. You know, Jamie will come back, and he will have learned a lot. And to have a full season under your belt when... He could have just been sat here on our bench. He's obviously going to be learning things. But overall for Dundee United during the whole season, he's had 16 starts, two appearances off the bench, over 1,400 minutes, two goals and three assists. He's also picked up four yellow cards as well. So I'm not sure how it works in the league up there, but I assume it's one more yellow card and you're suspended. So, But I'm happy reading the stats and seeing how he's doing and seeing the fan reaction. So I, um, I do hope we keep him. I think in the summer we'll see him come back. So... We will want to look out for. All right, we're going to stay in Scotland again for the third player up in Scotland. This time, Jordan Jones, who, I'll be honest, November has not been kind to him at all. His first game was against Livingston, and it was a 3-2 loss at home. He played the full 90 minutes and no goal involvement. He's only had the one assist so far all season, and it wasn't in the Scottish Premiership. It was in the Scottish Cup quarterfinals. Um, that was against Dundee United when Jamie McGrath was playing. He got an assist in that game, but he hasn't done anything before then, hasn't done anything after then. And I don't know, looking at some of the, the ratings from the games and some of the fan reaction, it doesn't seem to be a, a lone deal that's going very well. But I'm not watching the game, so if you have any more opinion on him or if you see something that you like that I've just not seen, please do let me know. But the game after Livingston, they played Dundee United again, but this time it was in the Scottish Premiership, and they, they lost 4-0. That was the game that Jamie got his goal and his assist. And Jordan came off after 34 minutes. I think there was a triple substitution made, but they were 3-0 down at that point anyway, and the manager pulled the trigger, took a triple sub off, and Jordan Jones was one of them players. So that game obviously didn't go very well. And then just three days later, they had Hibernian at home. They won 1-0. He wasn't selected. He wasn't in the starting lineup and he didn't come off the bench, but he was fit for the game. So obviously no minutes for that one. So 120 minutes in three games and you get subbed off in the first half of one. Don't play in the other. It's not been a great month for him. But like I said, if you've been watching the games and you can see something that I've just not seen, please do let me know. It's just, I can't see him coming back to Wigan, to be honest. And I really thought that this loan deal was going to be him going out, putting in some good performances and maybe we can you know, cash in him in the summer. But unless Torrey gets the best out of him, I really can't see him coming back and, and making much of a difference to our side. All right, for these next two, I'm going to do them both in one go because they've both been injured for a while and obviously not played any games in November. But the first one is James Carragher. He's been coming up through our youth academy for a while and last year he played a couple of first-team games where... I thought he did very well. He looks to be, he's a big centre-back, so he puts his body on the line. He, I remember he got injured. I think he had to be stretched off in one of the Wigan games. But that kind of put an end to, to his time on the field for us and going out on loan to Oldham seemed like a really good fit. He played for the first seven games, no, for the first six games, sorry, of Oldham's season. He played 90 minutes in Oldham. They won the first one and then they lost the next two and then drew the next three. But he got injured in a 
FA Cup qualifying fourth round game against Chester. And we haven't seen him since. He's been out of action for the next, well, for all of the time since. And I don't know what the injury is really. I don't know when he's looking to be back. But hopefully it's soon because he's a defender that I think has a lot of potential. And, you know, his dad played for Liverpool. His dad's like Premier League legend. So he has a lot of people that he can learn from. And I think that he will learn very quickly from them. But obviously this injury is just holding him back at the moment. And you don't have to look too far for another injury, which is Luke Robinson, who played for the first three games of Tranmere Rovers season, played 90 minutes in all of those. They lost the first two and then won the first round north of the Carabao Cup against Accrington. And again, that was August 9th. We haven't seen him since. He's been out injured for a long time. I don't know what the injury is again, really. I think I saw somebody say that he was in a boot, which obviously like a leg injury. I don't know if it's an ankle or a knee or what it could be. But yeah, no, he's been out for a long time. No idea when he's going to come back. Um, But he's a player that obviously, again, just like James, was coming through our academy, developing well. I really thought this move to Tranmere was going to be exactly what he needed, but it's just not worked out. So hopefully he's back on the field soon. I would like to see him play. I would like to maybe see him get given another time at Wigan. But I think he's been played more as a centre-back from what I can see for the first few games at Tranmere. And he, he isn't a centre-back. He is either a, a wing-back or a full-back. But I don't know why they were playing him centre-back. But he's injured, so he hasn't really had much time to experiment with different positions and, and show his natural position. Another player that you might remember the name of from our academy is central midfielder Scott Smith. Now, he was sent to Torquay United, who was sat, I don't know if they were bottom or sat around the bottom of the National League. They've been having a really tough season so far. And the move, to me, is one that I quite like when players do go and experience tough times in their development. Just like we've seen with Jamie McGrath, he's gone to Dundee United, and they're not having it easy. They're at the bottom of the table, and there's a certain grit that I like that players go out and learn and I think Scott Smith is a player who could be learning that and bringing that back with him and it's just going to make his whole development as a whole a lot better if you can see it in that way but he went in September and is due to return in January 2023 but we haven't seen him play for Torquay for the whole of November and I thought that it was possibly an injury but after looking online on Twitter there's been a few Torquay fans who have been talking about why Smith's not been been played and there's a five lone player limit that sides can have to field. And Scott is not one of those players that is getting into that five. He's he's sort of on the fringes. I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't know if it's an ability thing that the manager sees, but he isn't getting played. So overall in his time at Torquay, he's had five starts, one off the bench, played 571 minutes of football so far. And he hasn't got a goal or an assist, but he has picked up three yellow cards. So it's not really the development that I thought he was going to be doing I was really looking forward to this but for one reason or another it hasn't worked out but he comes back to us in January our under 21s are pushing on they're doing very well whether he slots straight back in and plays ahead of you know Yusuf Shentouf or Barbara Dico or I don't know Luke Brennan I'm not sure but it's going to be good to see him back around the Wigan team working with Kevin Betsy and Gregor Riach you know there's, there's going to be very good coaches from around so I don't think you should get too disheartened with how this loan move has gone. I do think that the future is still very bright for him, so we will see. 
Okay, the final player I'm going to talk about today is Abdi Sharif. If you've never heard that name before, he came through Liverpool's Youth Academy and we've ended up picking him up and he's come over to us. He's been playing in our under-21s this season. He's had 10 starts, one off the bench, and he's got one goal from open play. Now, with the Wigan under-21s being in second place in their development league that they're in, they're only second to Sheffield United. You know, they've, they've done really well this season, but they don't play again until the 10th of January. So it just gives our youth a little bit of time to go out and get a bit of loan time just whilst their, their season's finished. So he joined AFC Telford on loan until January the 1st. And that was on November the 25th. And on November the 26th, Telford had a game against Curzon Ashton where Sharif was straight into the starting lineup and played 83 minutes of that. But they did lose 3-0. And overall this season, they've got seven points from 19 games and they do sit bottom of the National League North. So just like Jamie McGrath and Scott Smith are both cutting their teeth with teams bottom of their leagues, you know, Sharif is going to be another one. But I do like it. I do like when team when players go to teams that are struggling, you know, it gives them a little bit of grit and it gives them that edge that, you know, we really like in players. And I'm excited for him to come back in January and go straight back with our under-21s, kickstart their season back again. And hopefully they can push on and maybe go and win their development league. Or if not, you know, stay towards the top of the table because they're playing some really good football. And I don't know if any, any of you follow the under-21s or even the under-18s, but there are some brilliant players that are starting to form down there. Josh Stones, Luke Brennan, Abdi Sharif, Scott Smith, Kieran Lloyd, James Carragher. You know, there's so many different players that you can name who are doing very well. And that's why I think that this appointment with Colo Torre and Kevin Betsy, they're going to work really, really well with their youth development because the history of where they've been does focus a lot on youth development. And I don't think that that can really go understated. With the academy that we've got, the players that we've produced in the past, the players that we have the potential to now produce in the future. And that's one of the reasons that I'm very excited about Kevin Betsy coming in and working as a coach under Colo Torre. You know, his... History of working with the England youth setup, Fulham's youth setup, um, Arsenal's youth setup, he managed their under 23s for a while. He's going to be the perfect guy to be the link between our youth academy and our first team and just help them bridge that gap a little bit. Whether that's sending them out on loan like we're seeing now or whether that's getting them into the first team, I don't know. But it's going to be a good one to watch. But again, this has been a really fun podcast. I, um, I quite enjoyed doing this little loan watch. I've just been trying to keep tabs of them so it's good to for me to keep revising this every month and just seeing where players are up to and if you've liked it please do let me know um there was some really good feedback that people were giving on the first episode where we announced obviously Colo Torre and we discussed that so no thank you for everybody that did reach out and I hope you enjoyed this one but I am Charlie Keegan and this has been the Central Wigan podcast thank you Thing as well. Let's see. Colo, colo, colo.